Hello and welcome to Second Look, brought to you by the Outset Network. I'm your host, Benjamin Green, and this is the show where we pause and take a second look at things going on, issues, events, you name it, um, things in the realms of politics, culture, and faith. It's a broad topic, but... Hey, we have some fun here on this show. If this is your first time tuning in, um, thanks. I appreciate every person who listens and especially those who give feedback or leave ratings in in iTunes. Uh, That means a lot to me that you actually take the time to listen to me uh, and let me know what you thought about it. Last week's episode... Um, was about how the Constitution was overrated, and I got a little bit of pushback, but not quite as much as I was expecting. I hope you all had a good Constitution Day yesterday. I hope you celebrated it. Like I said in the episode, the Constitution is a great document. I just think it's a bit overrated. Um, But I figure, hey, if I'm gonna do things that give a little bit of pushback, why don't I talk this week about why I'm not a libertarian anymore? (laughs) Uh, A lot of people who used to listen to this show back when I did it before were probably more libertarian-leaning because I was too. So, for any of you who are tuning in the second time around, today we're talking about why I no longer consider myself... A libertarian. So I think a good way to go about this is talk about what attracted me to libertarianism first at the beginning. Um, it was my freshman year of college, and I feel like that's um, a common joke: is that the freshman year of college, you you become a crazy political activist, and then you mellow out over time. Well, that's. In a way, what happened to me, but not really. Um, But my freshman year of college, out on my own, uh, presidential election going on, and I got really into the debates, and I was not quite old enough to vote, but if I had been able to vote in that election, I would have voted for um, Mitt Romney in the general. I, I... I don't know about the primary. I think by the time it got over to Arizona, it was pretty much um, settled behind Romney. But if I'd been in an early primary state, I probably would have actually voted for Herman Cain. I've always liked that 999 plan. But anyway, um, I would have voted for Romney in 2012. Well, I don't even remember exactly when, but shortly after the election, I... um, I was introduced to the idea online that there were people out there who were very unhappy with Romney being the nominee. <laughs> and I had not been engaged enough beforehand to know that that was true. Um, I had some good friends who were upset about it. They were Ron Paul supporters in the primary, but I didn't know this was a widespread thing. Well, I started to look into why, and one of those good friends I mentioned um, always said specifically that Mitt Romney's foreign policy is what was frustrating. At that point in time, I was a pretty standard Republican, um, and I use this term not with any sort of negative connotation, just as what it is. I was an interventionist. Um, I thought 
that the world was better off if the American government went and intervened around the world. Um, somewhat along the lines of, in the West Wing, there's a scene where President Bartlett says that um, it shouldn't be our job, but nobody else can do it. I think that's when they're trying to navigate peace between Israel and Palestine. But anyway, it, it shouldn't be our job, but nobody else can do it. We have to be the world's policemen kind of a kind of a thing. Um, that was just kind of where I was, pretty standard. Um, and looking into, after that 2012 election, reasons why people were upset about it, I started to research foreign policy more, and the more I did that, the more I became convinced that the interventionism was actually a major flaw, and I discovered, um, you know, Eisenhower's warning about the military-industrial complex, and I discovered um, the George Washington's farewell address, where he warned against alliances and things like that. And the kicker is I started listening to Ron Paul's podcast. I don't remember uh, what got me started doing that, but uh, once you're listening to Ron Paul regularly, it's only a matter of time before you turn into a libertarian, right? Um, and then I also took an economics class and um, realized that a lot of what I thought about economics wasn't necessarily true. And for found economics very interesting, studied it on my own, discovered Learn Liberty, which I have talked about on this show before. Great YouTube channel. A lot of good educational videos, uh, libertarian channel. But anyway, I discovered Learn Liberty, and um, basically between the Ron Paul podcast and Learn Liberty, I turned into a libertarian. Um, and <laughs> I was happy there, you know? I... I liked libertarianism not because um, it was different than what I had grown up with, but because it made sense to me at the time. So I think today I'll talk a bit about um, what I liked about libertarianism, what ultimately drew me away, and what I still like, because I, I would still vote for libertarian candidates, and there are a few specific reasons why. So first, what I liked about it, um, I liked that it was rooted in the Enlightenment, in philosophy, and that it makes a careful study of history. If you deal with libertarians online, you you... It's only a matter of time before philosophers come up, and you know, there are a whole number of libertarian philosophers, each with a varying degree of um, some being essentially anarchists and others just saying, hey, let's just advocate liberty in the system we're in now, and it doesn't really matter. Um, but but I liked the, the philosophical nature of it, and I liked that it didn't ignore history. This was ultimately what turned me against interventionism, because looking throughout history, our nation's history, there are really only... Um, two places where American interventionism has been indisputably successful, and that is in Germany and Japan after World War II. Um, everywhere else, it's disputable, at the very least. Some places, it's just been an abject failure. And, and 
So, studying history, studying philosophy of governing, um, in the Enlightenment principles of human reason and the individual, this... I, I liked it. I liked how how serious it was and that it wasn't just towing the party line. I also liked that, um, you know, it's a common phrase, nothing has done more to lift people out of poverty than the free market, um, than capitalism. And I think this is pretty much indisputably true. If you look throughout history, you know, fewer people are in poverty than ever before as the economy has become more and more free. You know, the phrase, the freer the markets, the freer the people. And um, I believed that free trade stopped wars. Um, that's also a pretty common thing to hear. I, I also liked that focus on um, the, the individual. You know, I, I, I don't know how you actually say her name. Is it Ayn Rand? Ayn Rand? Ayn Rand? I don't know how to say her name. I've never read any of her books, but there's a very famous quote about how the smallest minority on earth is the individual. Well, I liked that um, it focused on individuals. It didn't force us into um, collectivism. I, I like that about libertarianism a lot because there are a lot of things that like, well, if I disagree with, you know, someone thinks the government should fund Planned Parenthood. Well, I disagree with that. Well, right now our government's funding Planned Parenthood. My tax dollars are helping fund Planned Parenthood. And that's not respecting of my individual wishes. Well, I, I don't think that's necessarily right. But the, the libertarian focus on the individual I liked a lot. And, and the most basic thing of all that I liked about libertarianism is just the focus on liberty. You know, there's a joke. Um, libertarians diligently plotting to take over the world and leave everybody alone. Um, to just let you kind of do what you want. And... As long as you're not infringing on someone else's liberty is the big caveat to that. Like, do whatever you want unless it infringes on someone else's ability to do whatever they want. And I liked that a lot, too. But what ultimately drew me away from libertarianism, and I want to say this carefully because I don't want to give the wrong impression, but what ultimately drew me away was um, focusing on my faith and getting more serious about it. And the reason I want to be super careful about this is because um, I don't in any way think that libertarianism and Christianity are incompatible. I, I know libertarian Christians and Christian libertarians, depending on how you want to look at it. And I don't, I, I don't want people to feel like I'm saying, if you're a libertarian, then it means you're not taking your faith seriously. But I know that in my own life, when I started to get more serious about my Christian faith, I um, moved away from libertarianism. That was the result of me getting more serious about it in my own life. So I, I really hope nobody's insulted by me saying that. I, I promise I don't mean any insult or criticism by saying that. That's just the way it worked for me. 
So there, there are a few things that drove me away. Um, one of the bigger ones was I, I just money, 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 money. You, you, you hear a lot about money. We talk about how trade creates wealth. We talk about how um, free trade is better for everybody. How how the market lifts people out of poverty and and how we want to bring prosperity to people. Cause and I that focus on money I think is incredibly unhealthy. And I think that. Um, a lot of libertarians are blinded by the money and they don't see that some of the things that libertarianism stands for come at a great cost. Um, just for instance, free trade. I am not, I am neither a free trader nor a protectionist. I am somewhere in the middle. I, I am admittedly inconsistent about this. Um, Thankfully, I am not in elected office at the moment where I need to be deciding about these things because I don't know exactly where I fall on the spectrum between total free trade and total protectionism. But uh, so often libertarians focus on how free trade um, creates better, higher paying jobs and uh, lower cost goods. And while those things are true, they come with a cultural cost. And that's not taken into account in the equation. When we lose our manufacturing, when we lose our jobs, when we have wealth, when we have prosperity, there are still costs. Prosperity is not the ultimate good. This is one of those things that... Uh, came from me thinking about it more in the lens of my faith. You know, in my view, the ultimate good, I believe, is Christ and him crucified. And and that anything less than that being the ultimate good is not good. And prosperity as the ultimate good is essentially at the root of a lot of libertarian economics. Why is free trade good? Well, because it creates better, higher-paying jobs and lower-cost goods. So why is it good to have better, higher-paying jobs and low-cost goods? Well, because that's greater prosperity. Why is it good to have greater prosperity? Just because it is. And I, I don't think that's necessarily true. So that was one thing. The focus on money, the focus on prosperity ended up um, driving me away. Another thing is, I mentioned before that I liked the philosophical nature of it. Well, eventually, I I think that this is where libertarianism really breaks down, is it gets stuck in the realm of theory and philosophy. Humans don't exist in theory. We don't exist philosophically. We l exist practically. We exist really. Um, and... And it's not, you can only go so far with theories. You can only go so far with soci sociological studies because people ultimately are inconsistent because we're human. And, and this is, I think, a major flaw with libertarianism and something that drew me away. Another one is uh, very, very subjective. 
Uh, so maybe this won't be insightful at all to you. But once I got used to, you know, the principles of libertarianism, once I got, once I learned enough about it to consider myself competent in libertarian philosophy, um, certainly by no means expert or even good, but competent, I will, I will take that label. Uh, I, I wanted something deeper. It just felt very shallow. I found myself asking, is this it? Is this really all, you know, part, part of it is, uh, there's not a whole lot of libertarianism that can't be put on a bumper sticker. Um, you know, the libertarianism makes for very good bumper stickers and I don't want a bumper sticker philosophy. So like I said, this one's subjective, but I, I wanted something deeper. I felt like that that if any philosophy that can be explained on bumper stickers is not deep enough to explain the complexities of humanity. Another thing that drove me away was ultimately the focus on the individual. I mentioned before that I liked the focus on the individual, and I do individuals need to be respected but i think libertarianism takes it a step too far in saying that the base unit of society should be the individual i don't think that that is how god created us to live as lots of individuals um contracting with each other voluntarily all the time i think that the base unit of society should be the family um especially the nuclear family, but you know, just the family should be the base unit of society. I don't think that society should be structured in such a way as to support individual this and individual that. I think society should be structured in such a way as to support family this and family that. I think family is good. Family is a reflection of um, God's design for creation. And, and I... I, I feel like this is kind of linking to the last point about shallowness and a lack of depth. Um, focusing on the individual is good, but it's not good enough. There, You can go a step further and order society around the family. And then also, um, I just have a different definition of liberty now than I used to. I, my definition of liberty used to be doing pretty much whatever you want. Simple as that. Now, I just don't think that's true. Um, and this may not make sense to you at all if you uh, do not share my faith, but I think that God created us to bring glory to him. And that's why we're here on this earth. I don't think we have the inherent right to do whatever we want. Uh, I don't remember the exact moment that I, I switched my opinion on this. It came on pretty gradually. But I used to think, well, God created us as individuals, so we should have the right to do whatever we want, and he wants us to choose him. Well, now... I don't necessarily think that way. God created us for a specific purpose. And so I think that um, liberty is really 
what liberty is is to the ability to make choices within an external morality defined by the creator god um that within the limits that god has set up we should be completely free to do whatever we want in the motivation to bring glory to him uh but that outside of those limits we are not free to roam so this is really the breakdown this is really where it breaks apart. A, a lot of people might even consider me still pretty libertarian until you get to this point. But I, I really differ in this definition of liberty. And I'll again just repeat mine just so you get it in your mind and mull over it because it's, it's worth considering. I believe that liberty is the freedom to make choices within the realm of of reality and morality as designed by God. I hope I said that right. I'm not going to go back and check, though. So if I said it wrong, I apologize. <laughs> and then the another thing, um, this is something I forgot to mention that I liked about libertarianism. Uh, one thing I used to like was that the, the focus that government can't legislate on morality. And I saw this as benefit, you know, at the time I was a social conservative and then for a while I wasn't, and now I kind of am again. Um, but, but I saw it as to everyone's benefit if the government just gets out of moral issues altogether. Well, I have come to the conclusion um, and you may not agree with this, but I, I believe that all political decisions are ultimately moral decisions. You know, even ones that seem purely economic um, aren't. If we raise the minimum, minimum wage, what the government is saying is we believe it's immoral for you to pay somebody less money than this. If we um, levy a tariff against Canada... <laughs> then what we're saying is it's immoral to pay the same amount of money for Canadian goods as American goods. Do you get my drift here? If, if we restrict immigration, then we're saying it's immoral to let people in in the way that we've been letting people in. All political decisions ultimately, I think, go back to morals and a discussion of morals. And this is something that libertarianism... I think by design, tries to leave out of the conversation. I, like I said a few minutes ago, it's definitely possible to be a Christian libertarian, but it's also very easy to be an atheist libertarian. Um, libertarianism tries to remove all of that from the equation, and I just simply don't believe that's possible anymore. So I'm very squarely not a libertarian anymore. And I hope that that wasn't too rambly. Um, I, I went off my, my notes a little bit, but I, I hope that I was clear in explaining why. And like I said, I really hope I haven't offended anybody by this. I don't think, you know, people reach their own conclusions. People can 
can look at all the same information that I look at and come away with a different view. And I understand and respect that. So, but there are still libertarian principles I, I very much agree with. And so all in all, I, I wouldn't still support libertarian candidates. I only have one litmus test in, in voting. Um, and that is that I don't vote for pro-choice candidates. I only vote for pro-life candidates. I have broken this one time. I broke that litmus test one time. And I can't decide if I regret it or not. But, but that is my test in dismissing a candidate. If they're pro-choice, well, I, you just won't have my support. So as long as a libertarian candidate is pro-life, then... Um, I have, I will consider voting for them. Um, but by and large, I still agree with libertarians on foreign policy. I am essentially a pacifist. I, I'm anti-war. I, I, I'm very, very, very non-interventionist. Um, and I, Rand Paul is by far the member of the Senate whose foreign policy I most closely align with. I also agree with libertarians on the role of government in our lives and government spending. I think our national debt is ludicrous. I think we need to cut the size of the federal government. I just out of necessity, I don't think the federal government should be spying on us. I don't, again, Rand Paul, by and large, I agree with him on this. Uh, criminal justice reform. I think we lock up way too many people. I I think that we there are serious serious structural problems with our criminal justice system. I think that whether they were racist in their intent or not, that the the outcomes of our drug policies and other policies with mandatory minimums and things like that, the outcome of those has been discriminatory toward people of different skin color, and that's not okay. Um, and ultimately on the Constitution, and this may seem kind of funny from after last week's episode, but I, I really do like the Constitution, and I really do think that we should follow it uh, closer than we do. <laughs> And I, I agree with libertarians who, who stand up for constitutional rights and um, the, the, the protection of the freedoms that the Constitution is supposed to protect. The phrase constitutional rights is a little bit ambiguous because the rights don't come from the Constitution. But that's another, another topic. That's all I have for today. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in again. I'm not a libertarian anymore, and I'm okay with that. So just let me know what you thought about today's episode. Maybe you think I've reached all the wrong conclusions now. Maybe you think I was better off when I was a libertarian. I'd love to hear from you. You can hit me up on Twitter at BGreenAZ. You can find this episode at OutsetMagazine.com slash podcasts or in iTunes. I hope you give a listen to all of our Outset podcasts. We got our fall lineup in full swing, and it's great if I do say so myself. Subscribe to all the Outset Podcasts and please do rate this episode in iTunes. That that makes a, a big difference for us. Um, Outset is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Outset Network. Hope you'll check us out and we'll see you next week.